Tuning in to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And how's it going? <laughs> Y'all know I always got to do a little melodic, you know, little trunk, just little vocals and things and all that stuff, whatever. But how is it going, everyone? Uh, I hope you guys are having a great week. And I have a fun episode i feel like i mean you know i've been out here in these streets and whatnot you know and i got some story time and whatnot but you know i'll be sharing that very soon but before i start make sure to subscribe to nude radio streaming on all platforms where you can find a podcast share with your friends share with your family share with your lovers friends, everybody, side pieces, whatever. Make sure to share the love, okay? And also make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NudeRadio101 and make sure to uh, send me some love on my personal Instagram at Kenny Heflin on Instagram. Slide in those DMs respectfully, of course, because you know you do disrespectfully i'm gonna tell you that what go to sleep anyways so this past weekend i was invited to one of my friends who happens to be a matchmaker here in la and he had a singles mixer this past saturday right and i thought to myself i said hmm this should be interesting You know, I've been making it a point with 2022 that I am taking every invite. I mean, if you invite me to dinner, if you invite me to go for drinks, if you invite me to go traveling, random ass things like if I can do it, I'm going to go like I have to get off the couch, which I have been this entire year. I have been back out in the streets being social reintroducing myself to a lot of people but it's been great to say the least and with this opportunity to go to something like this uh like a singles mixer i've never been to one of these before always wanted to go just for fun right just for like you know educational purposes and i thought okay well you know i'm not doing shit else on fucking saturday like at five o'clock like yeah i'll fucking go like why not it's an opportunity to to talk shit with some men, which is like one of my favorite hobbies. Like I just love talking shit with, with some niggas, okay? And not even on some romantic stuff, but just like to enjoy myself and like just to socialize. And who knows what the fuck, right? Anyways, so I'm running late, of course. I'm running late to the event. I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm telling her about, you know, my expectations with this event and stuff like that. And what I'm looking forward to. And she's like rooting me on because she's like, my parents are like my biggest cheerleaders. And I get there. Finally, I get there at like seven o'clock because like the event was going from five to eight. So I get there at seven o'clock pretty much. And 
what they had was I didn't know that it was a game like the first initial game that people didn't really know too much that it was a game at first, I guess. I don't know. But they had a, a name tags and they had like different colors and you write your name down. Right. And the colors. Pretty much identify what your intentions were for the event or just in general. So they had a, a name tag that was uh, red, which meant that they were looking for a serious relationship. The yellow name tag meant that the person is looking to uh, or open to date. The green name tag was for people who were going with the flow. And then the blue name tag was people who were looking just to fuck. You know, it was just DTF. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So I get in it right. And I start, I think I was maybe like six feet in and just like dudes were just like coming up to me. Like I'm seeing like familiar faces because like I happen to know like a lot of people in LA and I'm seeing people and I'm like, Hey, 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 mm, you know, hugs and kisses and stuff. Right. And as I'm going throughout the room and stuff and mixing and mingling with people and catching up, one of the biggest things I noticed was I was one of the only people like out of what I counted six. That's what I counted. Now the name tag that I had was, can you guess? Can you guess the name tag that I had? uh, You know, I was wearing the red because I'm not, you know, like that's just, I'm in that space. When I say that I'm looking for a serious relationship and commitment in this, that, and the third, one thing that I want people to understand, and I really hope that, you know, these uh, guys who did go to the event, which by the way, it was a great turnout. I was expecting, because I didn't really know exactly what to expect, actually. And I thought it was maybe going to be like, I don't know, 10 people, 20 people or something like that at most. It was like 60-ish, maybe 70 people. It was a lot of dudes or maybe not not been that much, but it was a lot. I feel like it was that many. Right. So. A great turnout, packed house. Again, congratulations to my friends. Great turnout. So what I did want to say is this. I did not want anyone to get the impression that, you know, oh, he has the red. Oh, it's like the scarlet letter. The fuck? No. Basically, when I say that I'm looking for a serious relationship, that's not only my intention, but that is just where I'm at in life. I'm not looking to go with the flow. I'm not 20 fucking something years old. Like when people say go with the flow, right? What the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? Everyone's going with the flow means something totally different, totally different. And 
is so vague, is so open-ended, it is so surface level, it is so, I mean, it can be deceiving, okay? I mean, the, the list can go on with what this go with the flow, and I'm saying this with air quotes, right? What this means uh, for people, especially with our generation, to go with the flow, you know, all that bullshit is fucking annoying as shit, and it gets on my goddamn motherfucking nerve, and I can't stand it. God, I hate it so much. I really do. I really, really, really do. And I'm just like, why? Why are we still like this crowd of people had to be like, mm, I would say 28 to like maybe 50. I feel like it was like some dudes that are definitely in their 40s for sure. And like maybe like higher 40s, you know, 50s, maybe early 50s or something like that. Again, it was a great turnout and I cannot wait to see his next event. Right. So. Yeah, I'm not looking to go with the flow. I know what I want. I know what I want. And that doesn't mean that it has to be right now. Let's get that straight. Just because I say that I'm looking for a relationship, a serious relationship, okay? Because I'm not dating for sport. I'm not dating just to waste my time. I'm not dating to uh, just occupy some space in my bed or for a nigga to send me good morning texts and this then the third you can keep your good morning texts and your grand risings kings right that's not my intention that's not my intention i'm in a space right now and going forward where i want and desire companionship what i want and desire a strong foundation of a relationship that will build to marriage eventually, right? So it doesn't mean that anybody that I do happen to go on a date with, which hasn't happened. Um, I mean, Valentine's Day, I did have my first Valentine's date, you know, ever in my first, like ever, like in my 32 years of life. But it doesn't mean that if I was, say, for example, if I was to go on dates with people like which that would be very interesting if I became that person. But I highly doubt it. Just because I say like, oh, yeah, I'm looking to, you know, build a strong uh, foundation to, you know, forth that into a serious relationship and I want to be married one day. That does not mean that it's with you, sir. It's not mean that it's with you. It does not mean that I'm looking to fall in love in two weeks and move in in a month. And then we no, cut that out. If that's what you think, then you're nobody that I need to be dealing with at all in general. Right. And I think that a lot of these guys who are at this event, they had that idea and it was. Like I said, I counted about maybe six people that had the red sticker name tag. Again, the red sticker name tag meant that you're looking for a serious relationship. That's your long term goal. Like, that's your goal. It does not mean it needs to happen tomorrow. It does not mean that it needs to happen next month or fucking this month. 
It just means if that's what you're looking for, you're not playing games, right? You're not going with the flow. And guess what the fuck was filled in that damn room? Can you guess? Can you guess? Right. Literally. 99, if not, I would say 99.8%. I'm not even over-exaggerating. 99.8% of men in that room. Remember, this is a packed fucking house. A very successful turnout. 99.8% of the men all had on the green name tag. 99.8% of the men in that room were just looking to go with the flow. To go with the flow. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm not surprised, but baby... Was I disheartened? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't checking for nobody like that to, you know, like, again, I was going just to have a good time, just to socialize and everything like that. And I was going with an open heart and an open mind, you know, I'm going to have a good time. But it was disheartening, I will say. To see that literally, not all, but damn near everybody was just looking for, you know, to go with the flow. Nothing serious at all. Not looking for anything at all. No type of direction. No nothing. I mean, it was maybe about four people that I counted who had the yellow sticker, which was, again, the yellow sticker signified uh, that you're open to date. Not even, you usually would think that people would say that they're open to date. I mean, okay. You know what the funny thing was? Nobody, nobody had the blue name tag, which was that you were down a fuck. Niggas was scared to wear that. Isn't that interesting? They were afraid to wear that. And I pretty much concluded that the green Gone with the flow meant that y'all niggas just is down to fuck. Y'all are. Obviously, this is not everyone in LA, but it was kind of like a social experiment in a way. And you can kind of think of it as its own case study of measuring what people of the majority is looking for, which ain't shit. <laughs> ain't a motherfucking thing. Niggas just looking to fill in holes and get plunged. And that is it. And to probably text you good morning for maybe a week. And then y'all have sex and you see each other in a club and at outings and stuff. And you give each other hugs. And then maybe you might hit them up. You know, if you're feeling a little froggy, a little horny after the club, or maybe you might feel a certain type of way or, you know, subtweet until they text you. And then it's a cycle, a good old cycle. And y'all just greet each other at every party going forward. If y'all actually talk after that, because a lot of motherfuckers, they'll just act like they never saw you or something like that. I've seen that happen before. They don't do that to me, but I've seen it happen to friends of mine. 
and associates and whatnot. Just interesting. I mean, like I say, going with the flow is so open-ended. It's so, God, like, for someone who knows exactly what they want, for someone who is going into the possibility of love with actual intention and genuine behavior and approach and everything, right? You can just imagine. I was just shaking my head the entire time. I said, wow, this is crazy. This is so ghetto. This is what I'm back into. This is the streets. Here we are. Like, that shit was, it was, it was comedic. It was sad. It was like, (laughs) you laughing, but you crying at the same time. It was like that. Because I'm like, wow, like nobody's looking for anything. (sighs) I like, I was just like, damn, like, do I have to import a motherfucker or something? For me to like, what is it going to (laughs) take? And when I say this, I want to also make sure to mention one thing is for certain. Two things for sure. Just because I make commentary, just because I I feel a certain type of way, just from an observer's point of view, and I have my critiques, does not mean, does not mean that I am desperate for no fucking relationship because baby boy, let me tell you, that is not the case. I just know what I want, right? Uh, that does not mean that I'm going to fill in my space just with any old everybody. Because again, like I've said on previous episodes, right? I have no problem. I have no problem with quantity. Dudes, again, dudes approach me in person, in the DMs, subliminally, I mean, many ways. Every single day, throughout the day, every single day, I have no problem with quantity. It's the quality. That's the issue. Where's the, where's the fucking quality? Where is the fucking quality? So that's why I say I'm like, if I was, I don't know, like if there, say for example, if there was quality in quantity, right? And I had the luxury of being able to actually date, I don't know, more than one person or something like that. I don't know, like what, three people maybe. And when I mean like date, you know, like going on dates and stuff and like getting to know them and everything and seeing exactly like how our energies and our chemistry, you know, meshes well. And and if it does or doesn't, I mean, Usually, you know, that's what you call circular dating, right? And then everyone or some of those people that you're getting to know uh, via dating 
they start to cancel themselves out, you know, process of elimination, whatnot. Things happen. And then that last person is the one that you usually would decide, like, you know what? You're the one that I want to be with. You're the one that I want to now exclusively date. And who knows how long before y'all want to make it, you know, official as far as like, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend or your partner. So whatever the case is. Right. I've never had that luxury. I've never had that luxury because I, mm, I think I, I don't want to say it's just like, oh yeah, I don't like people. Cause I mean, I don't, but in that type of way, like dudes, I mean, niggas be fine as hell, but that don't mean a damn thing. I mean, in the end of the day, that does not mean a thing. Like it's a bunch of fine ass men out here. Tons, tons. but. What I'm looking for, that does not mean shit for me at all. And I just wanted to kind of, I guess, like, if I did have that luxury of having some, uh, you know, two to three people to, you know, date and go out with and get to know and everything like that, I mean... That would be great. But again, that's just never happened for me because it's usually at some random time, uh, somebody would come, you know, and pursue me in some type of way. However, you know, channel they use. And I would say, hmm, I like some of the things that this person's talking about. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling their vibes, you know, and, uh, then it's like, okay, well, let me start trying to get to know this person, you know? And then eventually if we mesh the chemistry's there, then we start dating. So I've always had that one problem. Like when, you know, there's always just one egg in my basket. Always, always, literally everybody. Do I, do I want to fucking focus on just one fucking person when we're just getting to know each other? No, of course not. But that's just how it works. And that's not an issue. Overall, one thing I've learned, like that's not a problem for some people. Some people it is, some people it's not. It's one thing that I've learned. One of many things I've been learning, right? The last few months. So like I say, it was it was a great turnout, you know, with it being L.A. It was a mixer. It wasn't like they had some games and everything like that. But, you know, for the most part, people were just like gravitating towards others that they're already familiar with and, you know, kind of clicky. And there was a few people that, you know, were getting up and like actually introducing themselves to like new people. But for the most part, it was just like motherfuckers who are like in groups of people they were friends with or associates with already and okay but a great turnout nonetheless but it was just crazy to see and to pretty much answer my hypothesis about the fact that none of these dudes are looking for anything serious they're not and I mean, people can say, you know, oh, well, shouldn't you be going with the flow by default? 
until you get to meet the person and get to, you know, vibe with them and see how their chemistry is and blah, blah, blah. And, and then they would be open to dating. Sure, that can happen. I'm not discounting that at all. That is a possibility. But I feel like if you don't have intention, then what is it? What is it? Because what you're not going to do is waste my fucking time with your going with the flow. That's what you're not going to do. And for so long, that has happened. For so long. And it's funny because I had a, I had a, um, a poll on my, uh, Newt radio Instagram on Friday because I had a little bit of an epiphany on Friday. Well, I guess, yeah, it was an epiphany. I'm gonna give it what it was. Right. And I was on my way to work. It was early in the morning and I woke up in the morning and for some reason, I don't know why it was on my heart, but I started thinking about all of the men that, you know, I've, I've either had feelings for or loved. And uh, like I say, I just wake I just woke up Friday morning with this like on my heart and on my mind and said, hmm, let's start going through things and everything, you know, and I thought to myself, I said, wow. Okay, so think about certain exes or certain guys that like I did date, you know, seriously and everything. I'm like, hmm. Okay, so I have very strong feelings for this one. This one I loved, you know, this one was a tremendous love, you know, whatever the case is, blah, blah, blah. And I was being very honest because I'm very honest with myself. If you're not going to be honest with yourself, then who the fuck are you going to be honest with? Right. And I got my car. I'm on my way to the uh, beach and I have some meetings over there. So I'm on a car in traffic per usual is L.A. And I'm thinking to myself and I said, wow, wait, hold on. When I got to. Uh, 2019. And I thought to myself, I said, hmm, 2019. This is what happened, right? Because I was thinking back to who I was with in 2019, everything like that. Right. And I thought to myself, I said, Hmm. Okay. When I was in 2019, I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, like, you know, Dre had reached out to me. We start talking and everything like that and start hanging out to send the third. And I remember feeling like I knew that I liked him. I knew that. But I remember with and again, if you guys have been loyal nudists for the entire now three seasons coming up, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, then, you know, that he had, you know, some serious past relationship traumas and everything. And he had like a a coping mechanism or pretty much a defense mechanism uh, set up for himself where he uh, just always felt like, you know, he was getting to be needy or clingy just because of his past relationship. His ex made him feel that way. So his defense mechanism was to leave on his own accord before he got kicked out. And throughout the relationship, you know, I would say throughout the first year of the relationship, 
I just could not get through to him that I wanted him, that I wanted him to stay, that I wanted him not just to come, but to spend those days that he had off, which he could have and he wanted to, that he could have stayed. But I now understand, which I talked about in the attachment episodes uh, last season where, you know, I got to I've been learning a lot these last few months. Right. And I got to see exactly the attachment styles and the love languages and I mixed those all together and I learned a ton of, I mean, every fucking thing. I learned a lot about myself and my past relationships. And I saw, I said, damn, okay. So he had this, this, and this, you know, and this is how this made me feel. It frustrated the fuck out of me. And it was like, we're on this hamster wheel at times, you know, where I was just always trying to figure out a way to make him feel at ease. And I just couldn't understand because I'm more action based and I'm also a communicator because I will tell him like, nigga, like what, <laughs> what is it that I need to do to make you feel comfortable that I need to make you feel like at ease and like to calm down and anxiety? I just couldn't understand. And it was frustrating. We went through that for so long. So. Obviously, in knowing what I know now, I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the understanding. I didn't have the empathy, right? I had it, but at the same time, I didn't have all the things that I probably should have had, you know. And I don't want to make this a shoulda, woulda, coulda type situation, but just saying, I wasn't equipped with the understanding and with the tools needed to date and build a relationship with someone who had those relationship traumas. Right. And that's fine. That's the past. Here we are now. Right. So looking back on that, when we were going through 2019 and everything, I couldn't fully connect with him. I felt like I couldn't all the way connect because whenever I tried to get close and close and close, he would disengage and then regret his decision. And we went through this time and time again, time and time again. So thinking back to it, I just remember I was like, I can't feel a spark. I remember telling all my close friends uh, who I, I count on, you know, to be like of counsel. Like, I know I like this dude, but we're spending a lot of time together. But it's just like, I don't feel this spark. What is the spark? I need the spark. And it wasn't until 2020 where um, because we. We took a break and mm, I yeah, we I felt that we should have took a break like in uh, November around right Thanksgiving and then we came back around, I want to say like right after New Year's and went from there, followed all the way through. We started getting closer and closer and closer, closer than before. And it wasn't until 2020 when I was 30 years old, when I, I mean, at this point, this is a year and a half into us dating right 
it wasn't until then where I just where I discovered that, oh, shit, I really do have feelings for this guy. Right. And we broke up um, June, like the end of June. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I, I was hurt. Like, I was hurt, you know. And um, I was just like, because, again, he it was just too much. It was too much for me. I was overwhelmed. And I, I just didn't have the tools necessary to deal with someone with that trauma. And we broke up. And then, you know, he came back around. <laughs> uh, what was it? Like, I was dating. um the other guy uh, who's a flight attendant, Al, and I was dating him and uh, Dre came back around in August and we ended up giving another chance and stuff like that. And at that point, it was just like, okay, maybe I can make this work. Maybe we can actually make this work. And at that time, that's when I really discovered like, oh shit, I really do have feelings for this guy. And I'm ready for a relationship. Now get this. That's when I discovered that the difference between 2019 versus 2020. Totally different shit. I was open. This is me driving now. You following me? I was open to love. Always have been open to love. Always knowing what I want my end goal to be. Knowing that, yes, I do want a husband. This is the type of guy that I want to marry. This, then the third. You know, I want a family, all this stuff, right? So it was always a thing where it was like, yeah, like if if it happens, then it happens. If, you know, if I happen to meet a guy, then, you know, and it, he's a great guy and it works out, then I'm not going to push him away. I'm not going to deny myself of this love. Right. So it was a difference because what I noticed, there's a stark difference between when you are open to love versus when you're ready for love. And 2019, again, and 2019 and even the years prior, I was open to love. Always open. Always open. Never closed off. 2020, I was ready for love. So just to break it down, someone who's open to love is someone who has an idea of what they want for their future, right? They do, but love is not their priority. It's not really on one of their priorities, I would say. Love is something that can be passive. It's something that can, eh, if it happens, it happens, you know, or I'll just go with the flow. Oh, yeah, if it happens, like, we're just going to go with the flow. You know, being open to love is, okay, I can fall in love, you know, potentially. Oh, yeah, I like this person. Oh, I have feelings for this person. Oh, I care about this person. Or, oh, I love this person. But there's a certain type of effort that is put between 
the open versus ready. You got ready for love where you're actually dating with intention. This is not just something that you're looking to play with. This is not something that you are looking to pass your time with. Like, you know, now not to get this confused with people. Again, people who are ready for love aren't people who are desperate to fall in love. They're not going to just fall in love with any and everybody. That's not the case. Obviously, it has to be the right ingredients. Obviously, it has to be the right chemistry, right? There has to be the right follow through and consistency, the communication, everything, whatever it is that makes you fall in love, you know, whatever it is that helps you connect with an individual that you're getting to know, that you're getting to know through dating them, right? Those all have to be right. So just because you're ready for love does not mean that you're just going to any Tom, Dick and Harry that comes across you, you're just going to fall in love with them. That's not the case. But you're looking to build a relationship. Point blank, period. People who are ready for love does not feel as if they are bombarded with new tasks. People who are open to love may feel as if, uh, I'm, I got school. Oh, I have work or, oh, you know, I'm, I'm working on building myself up, you know, up the corporate ladder. Or, oh, I'm finishing up my degree, you know, or, oh, I'm, uh, I'm a parent. I mean, you know, or, oh, I have like these family matter things that's going on. I just have life stuff that's going on. Like, I mean, they have so much things going on. And it's like sometimes people who may feel as if they're open to love may feel like, oh, maybe I'm not the best multitasker. And again, if love happens, then it happens. But at the same time, they're so focused on other things and they can't see that they can, in fact, make. All of those things work, but you have to be ready for love to understand it. You have to be ready for love to understand that you can, in fact, make all of those things, all of those tasks that you have, all those responsibilities, you can, in fact, have priority over everything and you can achieve all those goals, right? But you're ready for X, Y, and Z. Love ain't one of them. When you're just open to love. When you're ready for love, you can make the priority of, you know, being a great student and getting, you know, your degree. You can make the priority of, of you know, uh, excelling up the corporate ladder, right? Uh, while being able to also foster and nurture a romantic relationship, you're able to balance the fact that, okay, I can also be someone's friend and, and uh, son or daughter or child. You know, I can be the brother, the sister or the, the sibling. I can be all of these things. I can be all of these things and also still fall in love at the same time. Because this is what I want to work. This is what I actually want. Right? You want it. So you're going to do it. You're going to get it. When you're ready for love, there's a certain type of effort that is put within your dating style. 
you're able to make everything a priority. You're able to successfully multitask because these are all things that you want to work, right? Versus when you're open, it's like, eh, again, if it happens, it happens. I'm a little focused on this and this and this. And, you know, when they do come across somebody who is of substance and things, you know, somebody they actually like or something like that, right? It's a certain type of intent that is set from the person that may also be open to love or that person who may be ready for love. When is that imbalance? Ooh, baby. That's the that's the the boot up your asshole. When it's that imbalance, when you have somebody who is open to love and then you have the other partner who is ready for love. That's when shit gets twisted. (laughs) That's when shit gets twisted, because. Again, you have somebody who is not really focused on it again, if it happens, it happens, then you got the person who's like, I can make all these things work all at once. And throughout the relationship, that ready for love person may feel as if they're putting more effort into making things work. They're putting more, um, again, they're putting more intent in their actions when they're dealing with that partner. And they may feel as if what they're doing is not reciprocated. You know, not saying that the partner may... I mean, of course, a partner can just be falling, just, I mean, falling short of everything. This is, this is true. This can happen, but not saying that the partner isn't trying, but it's just like, are you really trying as hard as you could? Like as hard as I am to make this work, to make things, you know, comfortable for us to accommodate you to compromise. I mean, it's a different type of vision versus being open to love versus being ready for love. Totally different. So 2019, I was living my life. It was so much fun. Little did we fucking know what 2020 was going to have for us. Right. And like I say, that's, I was having a great time and I met Dre in May of 2019. And from then on, it's like, okay, again, I like this dude. I like him, but I can't really connect with him because he has like these issues. I'm not really able to like, I keep trying to work with him, but it's not really working. I'm not a therapist. So 2020, again, something switched once I, once we broke up and got back together. That's when I, well, I guess when we broke up, that's when I discovered that, oh shit, I do actually have feelings for this dude. Yeah, that's the funny thing. It took me to lose him to discover that, oh, I do miss him. Oh, shit. I got feelings for this nigga. Oh, my gosh. So when he came back around, I was ready to make this shit work. And that's when I became ready for love. Because I saw the vision, you know. I saw that this person had, you know, great qualities, 
BDF shit that frustrated the shit out of me. Yes. <laughs> Do I now have the tools necessary to deal with somebody like that? Yes. Do I want to? No, of course not. I would rather you not have those issues. Okay. But just say it. <laughs> so it's just like, wow, that was the change. It took me to find somebody that I actually meshed with, that I had chemistry with, and to figure out that, oh, I have feelings for this person. And also, I think just the natural progression of where I was in life, I was comfortable in life. I was comfortable, you know, in myself, my skin, which I always have been, but it was a certain type of comfortability that I guess may have come with 30. I don't know. I really just think that because I had finally knew that I had feelings for this person, then also I knew what I had, you know, my vision for myself and my future with my partner and, and you know, future husband and everything. I think that all mixed up and made me ready for love. So who knows what is, um, who knows what the, the thing that sparks off that being ready for love. Maybe you do have to be in a healthy mindset. Maybe you do have to be in a position that you are secured in, you know, work-wise, or maybe you do have to have that degree or that certification in school. Um, but then I also know that there's people that would dispute that as well. My sister, for example, she would dispute that. You feel me? Like, I can't help but think that with my past relationship, my most recent relationship, you know, I had a conversation with him and I remember asking him, I'm like, what do you want? And he said, I want you like, I still want the same thing. Like, you know, I still want us to be together and this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. You know, I told myself that I was open uh, to love. And if it happened, like, you know, I would go with the flow and like, let it happen and everything like that. And I remember stopping. I'm like, I'm not 20 something. I'm not 25. I remember saying this. I'm not 25. I'm not going with the flow. And he tried to correct it, but I understood where he was trying to say, but looking back on everything, looking back on everything, now that I know what I know now, and knowing the differences and understanding the difference versus open to love and ready to love and looking back on where I was 2019 versus 2020, for example. He was already saying and he probably didn't even understand what he was saying, right? A lot of times we say a lot of things that we don't understand the magnitude and the weight of our words and looking back on everything it's like he answered the question yeah he was open to he was open to love he was open to it i don't discount that he didn't have feelings for me or anything like that and that he did not want this relationship to work i don't discount that was yes was the things that could have went better yes could the communication have been better fuck yes yes you feel me? Could I have communicate a little bit better to try to get more understanding? Yes. Yeah. Did I feel as if I was uh, the priority that I was giving him? No, I didn't. And we've talked about this. He and I, he knows this. So, but again, I was ready for love. 
I was a little bit more settled in myself. And he is on a different journey. So it's like open to love versus ready for love. Things have to, the ingredients have to be, the right ingredients have to be stirred in this pot, right? For everything to align. You feel me? And I talked to my older sister uh, after I left the event and, you know, she was shaking her head. You know, she was like, damn, like all them niggas just going with the flow. I'm like, yeah, girl, you know, and I remember back in December, you know, she was fussing and she was just like, you know, talking about me and my ex. And I was like, y'all can make this work like this. Like, do you know how many people go to school uh, to be doctors and and be in the corporate leadership roles and all this stuff or whatever and are able to make a relationship work because they want it to work. I said, yeah. And she was like, y'all can make this work. There's no excuse. Y'all can make this work. Make it work. And I'm like, baby girl, <laughs> from your mouth to God's ears, I would hope so. I would hope so. And I could see how it could work. I was ready to figure out different ways to, you know, make this relationship work. It was long distance. Like there are certain boundaries, schedules and things like that. There's things that can actually work for us, but I can see it. Anybody else could potentially see it. But like I told my sister on Saturday night, Cause she was just talking about, go get your man. You see none of these niggas looking for this and that. None of these niggas not looking for nothing like that. He wanted you and this, that, and the third. And, and I bet you, this, and go get your man, girl. Like I told her, sister girl, I can only do so much. You can only do so much. The other person has to see your value. The other person has to see the value in the relationship. The other person has to want the relationship enough. You feel me? So yeah, that would be so cute to have that romantic movie moment where you go get your man, where you go, you know, where the man goes and, and plays the, the radio side of his girlfriend's uh, window. And she comes to the, the, the window ledge and it's all romantic and or, you know, in the, the fairy tales where the guy comes and rescues the princess from the dragon, you know, from the castle, right? Of course, it's beautiful. But that's not real. It's not real unless the other person wants to make it work. It's only so much that you can do. Again, I can see how shit can work. He has to be able to see it. And that's something that we talked about. I think, yeah, I told, I told him this can work, but you have to see that it can work. You have to want it to work. You have to want me. If you say that you actually want me, if you say that you still want the same thing that I want, and that is for us to be together, then you have to see how this can work. And again, you have to want this relationship to work, period. Because if you want it good enough, if you want it bad enough, baby, okay, 
then we're going to do what needs to be done to make this relationship work. Full stop. Plain and simple. People do what they want to do. People make time for what they want to make time for. I've always believed that there's no fucking excuse. No one's ever too busy. If you want to make time for a baby, baby, let me tell you, you gonna make time for it. So it's just interesting. Like I say, like this epiphany, it's like, ah, dating with intent versus going for the flow. (laughs) Being open to love versus being ready for love. Totally different. And you know, my sister, she gave me an example because she she tends she's been married for over 20 years now. And her and my brother-in-law, totally different people. I love them together though. They're amazing. And she told me a story where one of them they felt that they weren't ready yet. And the other one got the other one. So to be ready, basically, and to get that clear head and to like make it work. So, yes, people can, in fact, be in a relationship where that person is ready for love and the other person's open to love, quote unquote, right? Yeah, you can. I, I do believe that you can. I it's that kind of sounds weird to say, like, you know, make someone ready. Again, I think that that person has to want you enough. They have to want the relationship enough to, I guess, fall in line and fall in to sync with the person who is ready for love, because Sometimes we do need, uh, you know, somebody to take us by the hand and actually show us like, oh, shit. okay, this can work. For me, in my example, I'm not about to, you know, for me, I feel like, you know. I tried so hard, the hardest I've ever tried in any relationship of mine before, right? To make this relationship work and especially for it to be a relationship that I did not ever see myself being in in a long distance relationship. Never. I was fully against that shit. So for me, I can honestly say that I tried my hardest. I gave uh, that person priority. I gave that person room and opportunity to vocalize whatever criticism they may have had, whether it was good, bad, or ugly. I gave that person, you know, opportunity to be open and honest and transparent with me, you know, on opportunities that I could grow in to make the relationship better. I was always told that everything was great from my end. So, okay, here we are. And everything was great on his end. But it's like, again, we had the communication that was fucked up. It wasn't there. It was not there. So. The transparency was not there. It wasn't. That's all I ever asked for. Just to talk to me. Just to let me in. You feel me? Because I'm not a mind reader. I cannot read your mind. You can't 
disappear. You can't go into your shell just when you have stresses and and things that affect you in a negative way. There's going to be so many different things in life as we continue to live this human life, right? That is going to hunt us, that is going to stress us out. You know, that doesn't mean that we retract and go in a shell and, and act like nothing's happening and come out whenever we feel better. We got jobs. We have duties as, as siblings. We have duties as children. You know, we have duties as uh, workers and employees. We have duties as maybe parents. Right. We have duties as spouses. That we have to fulfill. And just because some things happen that is unfavorable, that does not mean that you just close up and go off into your own side of the world, you know, or your own. Like what? What if we live in the same house? You going to clam up and and not talk to me for however long? What if we have children? (laughs) You going to clam up and, and, and fucking be negligible of the children because you stressed out. You're that's how you lose your job. Wait, something happens. What you going to not go to work? No, you have to face things. We have so many different things on our plates all at once. We have to be able to multitask. And I feel like, again, someone who is ready will understand that someone who is ready would be able to tackle those tasks, right? It's a difference, such a difference. So, like I said, going back into what I discovered, I said, wow, this is all interesting. I'm learning new things. I'm peeling back certain parts of, of, you know, veils that may have covered my eyes and stuff to life. Because that's the thing. None of us are perfect. (laughs) None of us are perfect. And we're human. We're flawed. We're going to make mistakes. Right? We're going to make mistakes. And we have to be able to communicate. We have to be able to comprehend. We have to be able to understand. And if we are in a romantic relationship, for example, We have to be able to compromise and we have to be able to try to learn and evolve with each other. That's one of my biggest things I look for in my relationships is being able to evolve with each other because we're going to be different. But let's meet halfway. That's one of my biggest things I always said to him. I want to make sure we're on the same page at all times. They were able to be different, but also able to meet halfway into create balance. You feel me? So that's why I say the ingredients weren't all in a pot. Most of them were, but I feel like, you know, again, it could be that I wasn't the right person for him. That could be it. Or it can be that the fact that it was just not the right time right now. And that's not being real. That's not being um, hopeful, like how I may have been like super hopeful 
a few months ago. Um, that's just being realistic at this point. Maybe I wasn't the right person for him. Maybe he ain't see it for me. <laughs> you know, maybe he pursued me for all this time and then got to know me and was like, oh, I, I like this dude, but not that much. Maybe that was the case. Maybe I wasn't the one to bring out his communication skills or whatever the case was. And me and him talked about it, but I know he said that I, that, that wasn't the case, but I'm just saying. Sometimes people say things to try to appease you and make you, you know, sometimes people say shit to try to let you down easy, right? Not saying I didn't believe him, but maybe that was the case. Maybe again, it was just not the right time. We're both in two different places in life. And like I said in previous episodes, you don't want to. And I feel that he also knew this. And I do credit him for being honest. Eventually, I do credit him for finally owning up to and being honest with me that he wasn't in the right place right now. And I feel that he most likely, like with most people who may be open to love, may actually want it, but they get into it and shit happens and they're like, oh shit, like I'm not equipped with these tools to make this relationship work right now. You feel me? So that could be it. Because again, now looking back on things, I was in that position in 2019 versus 2020. It wasn't that I didn't have feelings for, uh, for Dre. It wasn't, that wasn't the case. It was certain things that weren't aligned that didn't make us work at that time. Right? So it's interesting how that works and stuff. And it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, cause I did get to me and Dre talked, um, not too long ago. Um, and you know, he's been focusing on himself and everything and doing his thing and everything. And I'm like, okay. Like it was brief conversations, but, um, I'm like, okay, well, congrats on everything that you got going on. You know, like, He's looking to move back to L.A. like in a few months, I think, or whatever. And I'm like, well, congrats on that. You know, I know how much he wanted to be back eventually and all that. So it's like, okay, well, good for you. You feel me? So it's just interesting. Like, okay, now there's no bad blood. And I think it was never any bad blood, but it was just I didn't need to talk to him at the time because it was just like I felt like no I do not want to get back on that hamster wheel again I've done too much healing and all that stuff or whatever right so what I think I I think with that funny thing is I remember when he reached out back in September I was very thick into uh dating you know my my now ex but um we were having too much of a good time and I knew Ooh, this person is great. They're treating me nice. You know, we're getting to know each other. We're going on trips and this and the third and we're about to go on a trip. And I think, you know, um, catching up with, uh, with Dre, it was just like, Hmm. He said that he went through like a couple hard times, like a few months ago and this and the third. I'm like, that nigga probably went through a damn breakup. And look, I'm like, don't try to use me as your ex as as uh, a void filler. Uh-uh. 
Don't try to use me as no fucking rebound. <laughs> I think, and we haven't, I mean, again, it's been light conversation, um, but we haven't talked uh, since December. Um, and it was, again, very brief conversation, little catch up and everything that we had. And uh, if I was to ask him about everything, what he's actually been up to the entire year or so, right? If I was to actually ask him, I bet you he got into a relationship, started dating, something didn't work, and he thought, oh, you know, because again, ain't nobody really out here giving you motherfuckers, ain't, ain't nobody really out here giving me shit because ain't nobody looking for nothing, right? Everybody going with the flow. He probably thought, oh, yeah, shit, you know, Kenny got... Kenny treated me real good. Like, that's the, mm hmm. And thought, oh, let me, mm hmm. And that's what happened with the text from the ex episode. I bet you that's what happened. I'm not saying he's a bad dude for that, but I bet you that's what happened. I bet you. If we do happen to, uh, to run into each other when, once he moves back, or if we do happen to talk in the future and stuff like that, I bet you. And I'm, and I'm gonna call him out on his shit. I'm gonna be like, see, I knew. Don't be fucking reaching out to me because you just got a relationship or some shit. You feel me? But then at the same time, I guess that's what happened on our end <laughs> recently. <laughs> um, so touche, motherfucker. But uh, I bet you. Because mm-hmm. you niggas be up to no good. <laughs> but that's why I say the difference between open versus ready. And I had to realize that this past Friday, this is all still new. I'm still unpacking it. I'm still figuring it out. Right. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing as we all should. And, you know, I have so much emotion still um overall you know because again i miss who i was when i was in love i still feel that love you know that has not gone away i still miss him very much so i guess we you know he ain't talking to me okay okay but that's where we are and that's and i have to be okay with that because i'm not going to force anything that's not there Mm -mm. i'm not going to force anything that's not for me if it's not for me i it may suck it may fucking hurt but i i i have dignity that needs to stay intact. I have integrity that needs to stay intact. Right. And I don't want to continue to do myself a disservice, you know? So that's why I say people who are open to love can be come ready for love. It just, it just depends on the timing. It just depends on the person. You feel me? It depends on the type of relationship that you guys have. So not just saying that y'all just can't be, you know, 
obviously I feel like, and again, I'm still, this is still new to me. I'm still unpacking it. Y'all give me your opinions and your feedback. Rather it's on Instagram or Twitter. Y'all know where to hit me up at, right? But I still always feel like people should be equally yoked as far as their intentions. I feel like if you're open to love, be with somebody that's open to love. I feel like if you're ready for love, be with somebody who's ready for love. It's a lot of work that's probably, I guess, kind of cut down when you are actually equally yoked and in similar headspaces as far as your intentions when it comes to your romantic life together. So I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm learning more. I've learned so much more. Do I have, you know, uh, bad days or not bad days, but uh, bad times that come in waves? Yes, I'm still healing. Do I still long for that that relationship? Yes. Do I still miss again? I miss myself more than anything. I miss that feeling that I felt more than anything. But this is where we are. So I'm still ready for love. You feel me? I'm still open and ready for love. Not open. Let me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Power of the words. Power of the words. Still ready for love. And obviously, I'm going to need somebody who is also what ready for love. Ideally, ideally, or at least someone's able to see like, okay, we can make this work. Let's put some effort into it because baby, the going to flow shit. mm -mm. I don't got time for it. I don't, I don't keep that shit away from me. (laughs) And if you know somebody that's just going with the flow. I mean, ask. Because people, people have that question too. What do you say on the first date? Do you wait to say that you're, you know, looking for a relationship? Do you say that you're open to date? Do you say that you're going with the flow? When is that, I guess, understood throughout the dating life that you guys are establishing, I guess, like, you know, when is it, when is the intention set? Because of course, you know, you can find somebody who, if you, I don't know, I I hate to say this, but some people feel like, you know, oh, well, if you say that you're looking for a relationship, you know, you're looking for a serious relationship at that, that the other person on the other side would then, you know, feel like they need to act serious as well. Fuck them. If that's the case, fuck you. Because don't be deceit. Don't be deceptive. Don't be out here deceiving motherfuckers. You feel me? Don't do that. Don't act like you need to, that you need to act a certain way to get this person. Because guess what? You're going to hurt that person. You're going to waste your time. You're going to waste their time. And what the fuck? If you just want to fuck, then please just say that. 
That's why I tell dudes all the time. If y'all just want to fuck, I can respect you by you being honest and upfront with me and just letting me know that you just want to fuck because that way I can make the choice, right? I can make the choice and decide if I want to play on that time or if I don't. Fair. Fair. Don't be inauthentic and don't fake the shit. I said in my last few episodes ago, no frauds. Don't be a fucking fraud. Don't tell me what you think I want to hear to waste my time, to waste your time, to waste our time. And then karma going to beat your ass. Because <laughs> let me tell you, karma, my karma, I'm big on karma. My ancestors don't play about me and they going to fuck you up. <laughs> I've seen it happen to all of them. If I was done dirty, it took no time. They act quick. They will fuck you up. I come from a praying family, bitch. Okay. Listen, so and I don't know how your ancestors are, so I'm going to try to do my best to behave and to treat you with good character, too. Okay, because I'm big on treat people how you want to be treated. So it's just like, okay. I feel like it's a strength in letting it be known right then and there. If the person feels clouded, if the person feels bombarded and cornered in, then that person's not for you. If you just happen to state your intention, scares that person off and they withdraw, let them go. Save yourself, baby. Save yourself. Because they ain't the person with you. Somebody who's mature and has an understanding of life will understand that, okay, like they're not saying that, you know, just because they said that they are looking to build a relationship and this, that, and the third, that it, you know, it's going to happen tomorrow, next week, and next year. No, 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 no. We ain't saying we get married in 11 months or 12 months. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you what my goal is. That's it. That's all. That's my intention. So if I ask you, what are you looking for? And you say, oh, I'm going with the flow. I'm just leaving y'all niggas alone. I'm leaving y'all alone. <laughs> Do you hear me? Uh-uh. Because we're in two different spaces. We looking for two different things. And I do not have time in my schedule. That I don't have time for. Again, I'm going to make time for what I make time for. But what I'm not going to make time for is that extra, extra work. That extra, extra struggle of trying to make another relationship work with somebody who may not be looking to make a relationship work or kind of sort of, or they're confused or they don't want it or, oh, they're just looking to like, I'm so I've dealt with all of that in the past. I ain't trying to do that again. So it's given. (laughs) And I feel that everything that's been going on this last few months and probably for like the next, I think, Something tells me now. I got my little crystal ball. Y'all know I'll be doing my things, right? Something tells me that 
everything that has been going on from December until maybe until May. I'll say until May. I won't say until June. I think that everything that's been happening, rather in my life, in your life, right? Mark my words. And I'm going to update you, of course. Everything that's been going on from December until May of 2022 now, okay? is going to be completely different once the summer going into the fall of this year. Mm -hmm. See, like I told y'all, I've been playing catch up in a lot of things. I've been stepping out and socializing, meeting new people, talking to people, getting off my couch, working hard, you know, building up this podcast, right? So much stuff. I've been connecting. I've been able to be, you know, I've longed for human interaction and, and human touch and all this stuff. And I've been fulfilling all of those things. I've been hanging out with friends and all this shit, right? I feel like everything that's been going on since December January, February, and maybe until May of this year, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be a complete facelift. Mark my words. And I think, I feel that the love that I've been looking for, that I've been praying for, is going to come back around. Or it's either going to find me. Just saying. Mark my words. By the summertime. Watch. We gonna see. Again. 2022. It's the year of what? We gonna see. I'm gonna update you of course. But mark my words. And I wonder if. Whatever it is that's been going on in your life. Whether it's been good, bad, ugly. However, right? I bet you. This year is transformative, and I, I just I just feel that these next few months, this is going to be completely different from everything before. I look forward to it. I look, I'm here for it. But once that new change of life happens, I really feel like I'm gonna look back on the last five months and be like. Oh shit, like this is uh I remember I was hanging out with this person. I'm not hanging out with them anymore. Oh, I remember I was, you know, trying to make this work and you know, or I was going out, you know, to these places where I was doing this and this. I bet you something tell me that it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a thing of the past, it's gonna be a memory, a few memories, a bunch of memories. Some now I'm a cringe at. <laughs> Because it's like, okay, you done been out here. It's a change. Something tells me it's going to be different. So we'll see. Hmm. I'm curious. Anyways, go ahead. 
Remember to subscribe to Nude Radio on all platforms where you can listen to a podcast. Remember, send me your feedback. Send me any type of opinions that you have, any type of insight about being open to love versus being ready for love. And wherever you are, I want to know, are you going out? Are you stepping out? Do you have a good understanding of the lay of the land? Wherever you're located in this world, what are the majority of people that you've seen? What are they looking for? Are they looking to go with the flow? Are they looking to be open to dating or are they looking to be in a serious relationship or are they looking to just fuck? Let me know. You know, I love your opinions and your feedback, but of course, make sure to send that over to Kenny Heflin on Instagram and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at nude radio one zero one. And, uh, yeah, have a beautiful week. I'm curious to hear your feedbacks, guys. I can't wait. Anyways, bye. I love you so much. Bye.